Hello, I'm John Elliott and welcome to Spot On, the podcast that talks to people involved in business and public life about ideas to help Britain win. My background is manufacturing. I love making things and I'm always looking at ideas, policies, products and services that make this country a better place. That means they are spot on. Today I'm talking to the councillor Mika Smiles. Mika started her career in journalism, writing for several northeast and national papers. When her children's school missed out on funding it had been promised, she decided to get involved in local politics. Today she is the deputy mayor of Middlesbrough, a town in the northeast at the heart of the Red Wall politics. It's quite a big jump from journalism into politics. How different are these two different worlds? I would say they're very, very different. So I became a journalist after going to university, started my life off at the Hartlepool Mail as a general reporter. Then I went to the Chronicle Journal in Sunday Sun in Newcastle. I was there for a while and I absolutely loved it. I loved being a journalist. I just, I loved finding stories. And when things went online and digital, rather than feeling like I was writing into a bit of a black hole, you start to get that feedback from your readers. And that was something that I really thrived off. And actually, when you're talking about the difference between journalism, journalism and politics, that's something that I feel is transferred. So it's really important to come up with ideas that people like and that they engage with. And I think another skill is communication. So it's really important to be able to communicate what you're about, your policies. And I feel like that's something that I can do quite well. You think journalists have changed? They used to be, I think, more independent and more interested in looking at the facts. Yeah. Now they seem to have more about opinions themselves that they're trying to propagate. Yeah. Would you say that's reasonably true? Um, I think as somebody that served in local media, we always kind of signed up for being as balanced and as factual as possible. Um, I suppose... I don't know, I think it it kind of gives journalists a bad name to say that. And I think for the main part... A bad name to say that they're balanced? To say that they're unbalanced and to say that they're biased, yeah. Because I think, you know, you've got to go through very rigorous training to become a journalist. But we're all biased, aren't we? We we are all biased, we are all biased. Um, But I think as a journalist, you've got to shelve those biases and make sure that you're presenting the facts as accurately as possible. And, and that, So that's a conscious thing you've got to work on? I think so. I think it's a skill in itself and it's something that you're trained to do. I think it's getting less, though. Do you think more, even news programmes now, where people who actually say that I'm a remainer or a lever mm-hmm. more than used to be the case. Yeah, it's something that irritates me, I've got to say. If right. I see a journalist come out very stridently against, for example, the Conservatives, it does irk me. Um, because I think, in you know, the most important thing about being a journalist is making sure that you're presenting facts. Right. Right, so totally different to politics then. <laughs> No, I, th- I think, you know, it's very important to be honest with people when you're a politician. Really? Yeah, I do. You find that difficult or...? No, I think I am somebody that I find it quite difficult to lie. Um, and, I, you know, for all, to the very best of my ability, I just try and be honest with people. Okay. Yeah. And you think, I mean, you must hope to make a difference as well. Yeah. What does that entail on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so it's it's a vast role, really. 
um, somebody asked me the other day, what do you actually do? And it's it's quite difficult as a politician to answer that because I think for everybody it's different. Um, so obviously, first and foremost, I was elected as a councillor to serve Nunthorpe. And I've got to really always keep that at the front of the of And are you still councillor for Nunthorpe I'm as well? still councillor ah. for That's what I was elected to do. So it's really important that that's, yeah. you know, forever my priority, really, because those are the people that elected me. So part of my day is dedicated to answering any questions or concern from my residents in Nunthorpe. In terms of deputy mayor, then along with Andy, the independent mayor and the rest of the executive, we set the strategic direction for the council. So we're the ones that, you know, decide what direction we want the council to be heading in, really. Um, so there's lots of, you know, a list as long as your arm of things that we're wanting to achieve. So we as politicians try and, you know, make sure that that happens. But that must be quite different. To the, the strategy must be different to the day-to-day problems as a councillor because I suspect yeah. there's lots of trivial things you get yeah. as a councillor and you can't disregard them, I guess. Uh, you absolutely can't disregard them. That must take a lot of time. Them. It's probably a waste of your time, actually. No, it's, it's not a waste of my time. I think... I, I, what I don't do is dedicate a certain amount of time to being a ward councillor and a certain amount of time to being deputy right. mayor. It, throughout my day, you know, there's different parts of the day that I spend on different things. But I've got to make sure that I'm looking after my residents first and foremost. That's first and foremost, rather than the deputy mayor? I think so, yeah, because okay. those residents are the ones that elected me, so I can't ever forget that. No, no, I'm not saying they're not important. But yeah, yeah. Probably more important than Middlesbrough yeah. is that we get the strategy right. Yeah. It's very, very important. And even so, to your constituency as well, Absolutely. Of so as Deputy Mayor, I'm actually also lead member for children's services. So that's looking after children's services at Middlesbrough Council, which is a huge, monumentally important task. So that's children in care. It's education for the influence that we still have, because obviously there's been the academisation of schools. Um, so that is really important and in 2019, Ofsted came in and said that we were failing as an, as an authority in really? every single area of children's services. So we've been on something called an improve- Children's services, that's not just education then? No, so it's, you know, social workers, yep. um, children in care, children at risk of um, coming into care. Now, in, in those tasks, you really implement government policy, don't you? Oh, we've got to. Government's at the policy for education and social, and you just implement that, you sort of... Yeah. So cog in the wheel. You don't. Well, no, we've got a huge team of social workers. Um, that yeah, but what, how they carry out their duties is determined by other people. Yeah, yeah. we've got a statutory Same role. School. That's right. The schools. Are, uh, yeah. Their curriculum is determined by um, Westminster. Well, not not necessarily. So academies academies have a lot of autonomy in what they do. But academies don't come under you, is that correct or not? No, we've we've got something called nudging influence when it comes to academies. Right. So it's really important that we have good relationships with them. Um, but in terms of a council, we've got two statutory things that we look after, which is school places, and it's also making sure, sure that children attain well, they do well in their exams, and you know we've got. So to I think exams are important. Yeah, I do. Yeah. More important than life skills, or I think I think it's a mix. Academia is more important to you than general life skills. I wouldn't say that. No, I think academia is very important. Um, but for example, and the, and the others are not as important. No, for example, <laughs> it 
Let's try to put me on the spot here. Well, no, you've for said, you've, example, no, no. I'm, for I'm example, just trying to get you confirmed what yeah, you're saying. Well, what I'm going, what I will say is in Middlesbrough, particularly after COVID, what I think is really important is all of that enrichment stuff that goes on in schools. So enrichment we, stuff. Go yeah. On, go so on. What's that we really have mean? got something that I've been really passionate about is. I read about a scheme which is headed up by Andrew Lloyd Webber's charity um, where he gets all children in a secondary school learning a musical instrument and we've brought that to Middlesbrough. So we've got one of our secondary schools in Middlesbrough where the whole of Year 7 are learning violin, which is astounding. And I actually went down to London to watch a selection of these kids perform on stage for Andrew Lloyd Webber on London South Bank and to, to have something like that to put on your CV and to carry that with you for life I think is really important just as important as the academic stuff okay it always seems to me actually that most useful jobs yeah are done by people who didn't learn that in the education system learned it on the job okay talking about builders yeah People who get our food, people who work in shops, mm-hmm. work in hospitality, people who work in factories, yeah. even doing complicated things. The only thing they learned from education system, our education system, is to read and write, which is very important. Yeah. Now, there was a view at one time that people should be able to pass an examination to leave school. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they can pass that examination, they can leave school and get away with their real lives. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I don't subscribe to that, but I think... I thought you might not. No, I think that it school I think going to university going to college it gives you a certain grounding so if there was an employer it's very expensive just get grounding isn't it wouldn't it be better to get out in real life and make a living earn a living instead of for those people who don't want to be academic yeah. I agree there's some we need a number of academic people yeah. but the people who do the real work the shortage we've got today are not economists or lawyers it's lorry drivers mm-hmm. Now, you don't learn to drive a lorry in a classroom or a university. No, I think it's important to have a mix. I That's really right. do. What, yes, absolutely. Yeah. We need about 10% academics and 80% useful people. Okay. Well, I went the to... The useful you... people put the shirt on our backs. Yeah. Put the food on the table. Yeah. The roof over our head. Mm-hmm. Give us the appliance and make all these, all these things in here are made by people who learn those skills in the job. Not necessarily. So engineers, for example, would have like to me. go... To yeah, and like my brother, he's he's an engineer. Well, I never went to university, by the way. And well, my brother did go to university, yeah. and he is very well trained um, engineer, and he's designed things to go into vehicles, drive us around, get yeah. us from A to B. So I think it's important. I understand what you're saying. But no, no, I, I think you probably could have done that without going to university. You see, if you've got the, these talents like creativeness, you're born yeah. with. Do and you think? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Or you think? I think you can. I think you can develop creativity. You can learn. Mm-hmm. I think some. I think we fit into groups. Some people are more creative than others. Naturally, mm-hmm. some people are good at football. Mm-hmm. Some people are good at musical instruments. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I could never sing. <laughs> no, neither can or I. Play, or play football as good as Gaza, <laughs> ever, uh, because he was born with those skills. And we're all yeah. different. We're all born with certain things, mm-hmm. and they need to be developed. Yeah. But I just think our education system is so paranoid about learning to do quadratic equations, which no one ever, ever uses in their life. Yeah. Um, I get that. I would I like think, to I think say... If I, if I was king for a day, yeah. I would get rid of the education and focus on development of children from birth to adulthood. Yeah. And, and, and each one's different. Not one size fits all, which education tends to be. Look at the individual child, 
what do they need to have a fulfilling life? Yeah, and I think actually when you look at when you look at um, schools that are very successful and do very well, it's that holistic approach. It's when schools are looking at the whole child rather than just academia. So I think. But our system of education doesn't encourage that, even less so now. Well, I think it does actually through the. Through the academisation process, it's mean, meant that schools can have their own identity and focus on their own priorities. Middlesbrough is often cited as top of the list for de- deprivation, poverty and unemployment. Yeah. Is that the truth? We are at the top of many, many lists that we don't want to be at the top of. And why is that? Well, I think, it, I think the, it's a generational problem. And I don't think... It, well, we know that it's not one that could be easily fixed because if it was then it would have been fixed already um you know we for example we've got problems when it comes to health we've got problems with employment we've got problems with drugs we've got you know in all of the lists that you don't want to be at the top of we're at the top of basically um i think leveling up is something that i'm a huge advocate of and i think there's been some good Quick win, wins, I would call them in TSA, but I think now's the time really to look at those statistics you're talking about over 10 to 15 years and have some really sort of crystal, crystallised goals of what we're going to be aiming for to really actually make a difference and change things around. So do you think it's the people that are born in Middlesbrough are different or the environment that's created that? No, I, th- I think it's, you know, we were an industrial town going back many decades and that's obviously, the, it's totally changed. There isn't the steel and... Um, iron industry anymore we're trying to pivot that at the moment to become like a more you know green industry with tease works and things like that um, so that's what we need to focus on now it's about making sure that there's the jobs but also those skills that you were talking about what do you think is a good job you often talk about good jobs don't we we want more good jobs yeah what, what in your opinion would be a good job well i think it's it depends on the person you know one I, for example, I went into PR for a bit and I didn't enjoy it, so that wasn't a good job for me. Right. So it's got to suit the person. I think it's got to suit the yeah, person, that yeah. makes sense, actually, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think we should focus more... I ju- personally, I just feel the education system, even since I was in the system, mm-hmm. it seems to be more focused on examinations. Yeah. And examinations don't always measure the right things. No. Um, you can be good at passing examinations, mm-hmm. but not necessarily good at... Doing things. Yeah, and I think it's important, you know, at the moment, how much are life skills talk, taught in schools for, you know, budget management and running a household and cooking healthy meals and all of that kind of stuff. See, I think cooking actually is fairly easy to learn as well, isn't it? Well, my husband wouldn't agree. Right, <laughs> he doesn't want to do it, does he? Not? <laughs> no, he, he doesn't think that I'm a particularly good really? cook. Yeah. <laughs> so. A, yeah, that can't be true, though. <laughs> no, it's not true no, at but all. I mean, it's different levels of... Uh, yeah. It's one thing being a chef, isn't it? Another yes. thing being a cook, isn't it? I think it's, yeah. And I don't think it's difficult to produce decent food. No. Healthy, enjoyable food. Yeah. If you were the Prime Minister today, mm-hmm. and you could do one or two things, what would they be? Well, I'm not sure they would have a Prime Minister that spends as much time on TikTok as I do. However, um, if I was Prime Minister... I think what's really important is getting onto the housing ladder. And actually, I think that we need to really make sure that it's not just an aspiration for people. It's something that, you know, the vast majority of people can achieve. 
That's buying a house rather than renting one. Buying one. Yeah, I think it's really important. That's quite a UK thing, isn't it? In places like Germany, people yeah. normally rent. Yeah. And I don't think it matters whether you rent a house or rent money, mm-hmm. uh, as long as you've got somewhere to live that suits you. No, I, I'm I'm a big believer in house ownership because I think a lot of things flows, flow from that. So you might want to make home improvements. That means that you're really motivated to get out there into the world, to find a job you want, to make sure that you can you know, improve your home. And well, you're improve. very ambitious, aren't you, see? You, you'll be far more ambitious than most people. Okay. And these people are less ambitious, aren't necessarily bad people, they're just less oh, ambitious. Abso- absolutely not. But that's why I think home ownership's important, because I think it gives people um, something that all people deserve, somewhere to call home. Nobody, some... I, think you, I think if you can rent somewhere and call it home, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly. I, I don't think that there's that certainty around renting in this country, at least. Okay. So you've got some very good conservative views there. Um, okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Mika, for your time today. And thank you for listening to this edition of Spot On Podcast. Like and subscribe and keep in touch for future editions.